You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. What's going on? You're now tuned in to Pin Drop Discussions. This is your host, Tyler Parker. Just want to wish you guys a happy Juneteenth. It is June 19th, 2020. And I uh, just want to thank you guys for tuning in. And, um, you know, as always, this show is brought to you by Intellectual Social Club. Um, and I just want to remind you guys that this podcast in particular is about bridging the gap between mental health, spiritual health, and physical health. And um, I want to share something personal with you guys before we get into today's um, topic. And that is being that, you know, this is about bridging the gap between mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. I have uh, began my journey into, you know, just trying to get into a deeper deeper state of consciousness and and self-awareness and I realized I've kind of hit like a brick wall. So um, I realized that I can't do this by myself. I realized that, you know, um, there is a community of people that are ready and willing to assist with um, helping me become more self-aware. And, you know, obviously you can do that in a spiritual community or you can do it in a mental health community. Um, I mean, really, either or, uh, it doesn't really matter. Um but I am choosing to pursue um, a deeper understanding of self-awareness in a mental health capacity. So I have begun looking for a therapist, looking for a black male therapist because I, you know, I am a black male. So um, I reached out to one of my uh, one of my friends uh, that I met while he came to St. Augustine's University and gave a speech. His name is uh, Renshawn. He's doing a lot of good stuff um, advocating for. Uh, black men and mental health. If you guys have a chance, you should check him out on Instagram um, at Renshawn. It's R W E N S H A U N. And that's at Instagram.com. So, yeah, um, it's kind of, you know, I kind of had this conversation with my mom this morning. She was like, oh, what do you mean? You know, you're, you're going in it automatically, you know, you can feel the the stigma of what what do you mean that you're, you know, going to go to, um, therapy. And obviously, you know, I'm definitely not going to a military therapist because that, that is like career suicide, even though I don't plan on being here, uh, past one contract, you just don't want that type of thing showing up on your record. Um, 
and you know it's it's confidential but the last time I went to a uh the last time I went and saw like a chaplain um I didn't really get too much out of it I'm not gonna lie to you um so if you are in the military and you are needing uh therapy services uh, I would strongly suggest looking outside of the military I'm not gonna lie to you that'll probably be a little bit better for you um just for your mental health um you don't really have to have that uh you don't really have to have that concern about whether or not you know information is going to be spread amongst colleagues and you know even if even if, even though there's you know like documentations and there's rules and procedures that say that you know you you cannot say certain things about you know um your the the people that are being um assisted in that uh department you know obviously uh it just it just has a a deeper uh feeling around it um whenever you're in a therapy session with a military counselor because at the end of the day they're still a soldier they're still a sailor they're they're still a you know whoever they are so um that's my one suggestion and without further ado i guess that is going to segue into the topic about um time and time being precious um and that's just something that came on my heart this morning um because I finished the the book relationship goals so this will this will serve as two purposes this will conclude um the review on relationship goals and you know I also want to talk about um time and so to to kind of integrate the two um I finished chapters five through nine uh, last night, like, you know, I took a little 30, I was reading for like an hour, take like a 30 minute break, maybe a nap and then, you know, get back into it. And, um, that really helped me to process that information. And, you know, that this book, the relationship goals is really interactive and how it, how I'm going to integrate this with time is because I spent my time investing in myself and investing in not only, um, you know, just like my self-awareness, but also understanding my responsibility in a relationship. And, uh, you know, it was tough. It was tough listening to the book because it's very um, interactive. It makes you think. It makes you, you know, apply. It makes you, you know, write down. I think one of the last things I talked about yesterday was like writing down the list of three fears you have in a relationship I uh, never got around to finishing the three, but I still had the one. And um, it's cause, I guess because that one is just like obvious to me. And the reason why I felt like I hit that brick wall and self-awareness was because I couldn't necessarily pull up my fears. It didn't necessarily feel comfortable um, just trying to explore that on my own. And, um, you know, so I was like, I'm going to start dedicating more time to um to fix myself while I'm in this period of singleness and basically the last couple of chapters was like embrace your singleness you know the intentional dating don't just have you know random sex if you're really struggling um then you need to you know kind of remove yourself from those situations uh if you feel like you're struggling a lot harder then um then you feel like you can overcome, you know, uh, if you're struggling with porn, then, you know, maybe have somebody like look at your browsing history, you know, give, give somebody permission just so you have that accountability. If you're struggling with, um, an old partner, um, you know, there's like change, he said, change your number, you know, um, 
He was like, yeah, sometimes you just have to be drastic in order to do what you have to do for yourself. And I I kind of felt that, uh, not just like kind of, I mean, I really felt that. And, um, you know, it just made me more aware that some serious changes needed to be made. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, like we have this time you know, you don't necessarily have to have it all together by 21, 25, 30. I mean, those are, you know, like big numbers because it's like after that, there's no other like real significant birthdays. But here's the thing is like as long as you have breath, then you have time to get it correct. And, you know, he started uh, mentioning like uh, Abraham and Sarah, the fact that she was 90 when she had a child. And, you know, he was talking about the relationship between um, Abraham and Hagar and the fact that they had a son, Ishmael, and, you know, uh, Sarah was like that she wanted to put Hagar out. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's hard that, you know, he Abraham had a relationship with Hagar. He had a relationship with his son. You know what I'm saying? The son was a teenager when he got kicked out. So it's it's hard. You know, he said, don't just not pursue your relation. Don't just don't stop your relationship goals with God and with your significant other just because it's hard. You know, so, like, the t- towards the end of the book, it was more so um, for, like, um, married couples and, honestly, in the pursuit of marriage. So it, it started to try to um, shift your shift your mindset in a sense of, I need to be intentionally dating. I don't need to be wasting years, you know, trying to figure out um, who I'm with or why I'm with them. Um, you know, you just that's something that you kind of need to figure out in the very beginning, you know, so you don't waste time because, you know, obviously time is precious. And um, I, I was looking on Google for some quotes about time just because, uh, I don't know, I just feel like quotes kind of like seal, they're just sealing all of the goodness of these lessons. And um, the quotes that I found were one of them was by Stephen R. Covey. I believe he's the author of one of the books that I read. I think it's the Eight Habits of Success, something like that. I'll look it up and I'll tell you. But it says, um, the key is not spending time, but in investing in it. Now, being that, um, you know, everybody's like doing these Forex trading. They're, you know, trying to find ways to make money from home because, you know, this quarantine and this lockdown has made us see that, you know, we need to be able to have either a second stream of income that obviously is not affected by whether we're able to physically go up to a job location or not. Right. So investing in time is about researching, you know, because you can't invest without doing research. If you do, it's kind of foolish um, because you're kind of hindering yourself and you're kind of just squandering your money. And, you know, investing is about building your portfolio. Investing isn't about taking taking out the money whenever you, you know, whenever you do get a win. You know, obviously it's about building. If you're going to take some money out, you know, put it into something else, build that portfolio, diversify your portfolio so that you're able to now have an entire different outlook on your digital finances. You know, because I mean, that's all um money really is is just numbers on paper or numbers in a bank account. Right. So it's like it, the money looks good, but you just don't want to touch that money until you get to a point where, you know, obviously you're comfortable enough to withdraw uh, a sum or a salary, you know. So um, investing is key. 
uh, one of the next things, one of the next quotes that I read was time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. You can't keep it, but you can spend it. Once you've lost it, you can never get it back. Harvey McKay. Reason why I um, took to this quote was because I woke up this morning and I was really thinking about my dad. You know, um, like after um, having a conversation with my mom and, you know, there's nothing in this world like having your mother um, to be able to talk to and share with. And my, my mother and myself have a beautiful relationship to where I was able to convey to her this morning that I am uh, I am struggling with just uh, trying to express myself and trying to um, when I when I talk to other people on the phones. It's like I can't I don't really have the energy necessary to carry on with conversations about their daily lives because I, I just don't have I just don't have the energy. I'm not in the mental space to just talk for hours about about things that I'm not present for, you know, because um, it it takes away it takes away from your from your mindset while you're in the service. I'm uh, gonna just going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of times, I don't think phone calls have ever been this hard. Um, just because my mind is focused solely on what is going on right here, right now. And saying this quote about Harvey McKay saying that time is free, but it's priceless. You can't own it, but you can use it. It's like, how do you use your time? I mean, I've used a lot of time today napping, which is why it's like six, it's seven o'clock. And, you know, I'm just now doing a pin drop discussions episode, but, you know, I was working on, um, you know, trying to come up with new ideas for like the YouTube page, trying to figure out how I can uh, stream to, well, not stream, but how I can share posts and uh, to multiple different uh, social media platforms because I don't really social media well. Like I'm, I'm young-ish, but I'm old as crap. Like it, I, I just do not do social media well. Uh, I am an old head. Um. And then talking about that you can you can't keep it, but you can spend it and no one can possess moments of time. All they all they are, are like memories, you know, and you have to keep a collection. of. Now I see why so many people take so many pictures. Like I never I, I never really took pictures when I was younger because, I mean, I wasn't really. A, I don't know. I wanted to get into movies and get into filming and get into photography, but I wasn't into really like taking pictures of myself, taking pictures of my family. And I kind of regret that, you know, because I'm like, those are highlights of moments that you have and moments that you share with people. And, you know, whether you remember them fondly or not, you know, they happen. And that's how you spent your time. So that was this quote was something real. And once you've lost it, you can never get it back. And the reason why I was talking about my dad was because, you know, he passed away in, like, 2011. And, you know, I'm still, like, reminiscent on moments that we had together. And I'm like, you know, I'm just now figuring out, like, the fullness of who I am. You know, because I'm like, my daughter, I see my daughter is so interested in music. And I'm like, where has that come from? You know, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot my dad played the saxophone. I forgot my mom, you know, my mom plays the piano, like, and sometimes you can let gifts pass you, you can let gifts pass you by, um, just because 
you you miss out on life doing these menial tasks like uh just going to work paying bills going i mean you know it it becomes mundane it almost becomes routine to just go out to eat you know hang out drink party go to church go to work i mean it's like if you can lose yourself in life and you can miss so much of it and honestly i just wanted to uh take this episode to tell people to kind of enjoy it enjoy life relation that book relationship goals really had me contemplating about how do you spend your time not only like while you're single but like how do you develop your like how do you develop yourself to so that you don't miss moments you know like living life with no regrets all of that good stuff and I know there are a lot of people out there that actually do live life fully with no regrets but uh I just had not got to that point yet one of the next quotes was by Buddha is the trouble is you think you have time and not gonna lie to you that is a procrastination quote and uh, I need that more than uh water you know (laughs) um because procrastination is real it's real and I I posted something on uh on the pin drop discussions Instagram page about um not procrastination but like anxiety anxiety is living in the future depression is living in the past and you have to kind of just like let that go so that you can live in the now and the trouble with anxiety and the trouble with depression is is that you think that you have time right because time is kind of elusive right you never know and with all with so with the importance of like the black lives matter movement and the importance of you know trying to um talk about police brutality is not about just talking about black life right so when we bring up black life and i say we meaning as a country i don't mean just like as a as a, a nationality of people not not even a nationality as an ethnicity of people because being black is not a race you know there's obviously only one race which is the human race um being that we are displaced being that there was the um african diaspora that happened we are uh, without a country technically so it's not about a nationality um it is about ethnicity but that's not the only thing you know um because we are displaced and people say they bring up black on black crime for one nobody is black you know black is black is the is the designated term for an individual that cannot identify what their actual race is because they're just black. Now, if you want to get into the nitty gritty of that, it's like we're just going to throw you in a category so that we really don't even have to think about it. Like that has become, you know, on the SATs, it's like black, African-American. Who really knows if they're African-American? Like, you know, Africa is a country. Nobody says you're European-American. Right. I mean, because that I mean, that would be correct. Right. If we could just say we could just throw everybody in a little bubble as to where as to what country they may have possibly originated from. I mean, because technically 
if 97% of the world's population originated in Africa, then most of the world's population would be African-American since, you know, that that's a, the designation that we're going to use. So my thought process is it's not about black on black crime, because what you're saying, once you argue about, you know, black life and how it matters, it's like, well, y'all don't really care about each other. So why should we? That That is literally what black on that is literally what I hear when I hear the term black on black crime. And, you know, it's it's really not fair when you're talking about kids that are being killed. Like Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin, they were kids. Right. And then it's like, oh, well, kids get shot all the time. Straight bullets in the hood. And, you know, da, 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 and that's, you know, it's just black life. That's what black life is. But why can't it be better? You know, why can't the black life be entitled to some protection under, uh, I don't know, the idea of the American dream? And I realize the American dream has has gone um, astray as far as these last couple of generations because, you know, things have become so complicated uh, economically and uh, just socially uh, that, that the American dream is not attainable for most people at this point. You know, like now there's a new American dream. Get rich off of OnlyFans. I guess I, I, I think I think that sounds about right. Is get rich as quick as you can, and try to keep it. But honestly, all this has to do with life. All it has to do with is understanding that everybody should be entitled to pursue their dreams in the time that they are allotted. You know, and that. That's the thing that bothers me the most is just that these people's lives are cut short. You know what I'm saying? Like the average lifespan, when you're talking about the average lifespan of a human, it's supposed to be somewhere around 77 years. If you talk about the average lifespan of an African-American man, it's like 30, 35. It, I mean, like it's a it's a running joke in the hood. It's like if you make it to like 25, you good. You make it to 30, you know, obviously you're going to be a little bit more upset with the world, but you're going to be docile. And that's what Pac was talking about. You know what I'm saying? He was just saying, like, if you make it to 30, you're not going to be the same because the world has already beat you up to a point that you can't even be the same man that you were, that you would have been. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're in your teens, when you're a young black man in your teens, you're rowdy. You're upset with the world because you see the way that it is. And that is time. You know what I'm saying? It's not time wasted. It's just time being angry, which is why, you know, I'm talking about going to um, therapy. You know what I'm saying? I guess because my... My anger is kind of surfaced later in life. So I'm, I've spent a lot of time being angry and I've spent a lot of time just rationalizing and understanding the behavior of angry black men, angry black young men, angry black old men. I get it. I get it because it it's not even that it doesn't seem fair because obviously, you know, you, you dealt the hand that you're dealt and you got to deal with it. But it's just like when there's so many different systems designed to not only keep you in the position that you're in, but it's so many systems designed to distort your mind. And it's not uh, a system of white versus black. It's a system of the enemy versus God, you know? And I just see so much more of the enemy in the urban community. You know, I, I get it. That hate is, hate is hate. It's going to be there. But we hate ourselves. We don't have... There's the love sometimes just isn't there. We don't understand 
what love looks like in the home. We don't understand what love looks like in the school system. We don't understand what love looks like in the career paths that we have chosen. That we have chosen. Sometimes you see, like I've spoken to so many people in the Navy, and uh, they have they've made it to like this higher position in the enlisted rank, and they're just like, yeah. Sometimes you just got to be Uncle Tom, and you just gotta gotta go with it. What? <laughs> that is not. That is that is not what I wanted to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like. If I so when I joined, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do 20. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do reserves. I want to go to law school, jump back in. You know, because I I love the country. You know, I get that we have our problems, but you know, I think that they're here for me. And then when I heard that, I was just like, oh, oh nah, this is uh, that's that's not that's not gonna be me. I'm not taking another back. I'm not taking another back seat on my morals, on my beliefs, on who I am as a man for my career to advance just so I can feel good because at the end of the day that suppression I've already felt that it's going to make me more upset with my family I'm not going to be able to spend the time with my kids I'm not going to be able to to look at them the same way because I don't want them to grow up and I'm gonna I don't want them to grow up having to sacrifice their morals and their uh what they believe just because they have to play along with the system just to get ahead and if that's the system that you're talking about that is fair then I, I apologize, but we disagree. And um, the last quote is about Tom has a wonderful way of showing us what really matters. And it's by an unknown um, source. And being we're going to bring this to a close. I see what matters now. You know, friendships, relationships, healthy relationships, healthy, intentional dating relationships every, all i it's all in the same bubble like relationship goals was a perfect book for anybody that is it's for anybody for singles for people that are married for people that are struggling in their love life and i'm gonna say it again that i think that you should read the five love languages first the next book on my list well the book that i'm currently reading now or listening to now is called the brain defense it's about um bringing neuroscience into the courtroom and uh, trying to uh, determine uh, trying to determine the the point of which a person can be criminal criminally liable for their actions um, if they suffer from brain trauma and you know that's kind of the field that I want to go into I'm very interested in neuroscience and I'm very interested in law so um you know, that's my that's my desire. Um, but one of the very next books that I'm going to listen to or read is uh, from Dr. Miles Monroe. It's um, it's about love and marriage uh, because I feel like I'm really on a kick right now. And uh, that is definitely where my head is. My head is on relationships. My head is on um, trying to understand my singleness, trying to understand my purpose as a man and uh, wanting to just do better. For myself and for my family and um i hope you guys got something out of this uh pin drop discussions love you guys um you know as always a little awkward never hurt anybody because you know it's okay to be a little awkward it's okay to be a little different it's okay to be a standout you know um just keep pushing uh thank god that it's friday you know you guys have a safe weekend turn up the safe way the um turn up and love i'm saying love somebody today 
Tell your, call your mama, tell you love her, call your daddy, tell you love him, call your grandpa, whoever you got, you know, call your friends, um, just, just share some peace with them, and hopefully they share some peace with you, and um, I'm just praying over all, all you guys, and, you know, continue to listen to the podcast, continue to share, I'm working on some uh, more content for the YouTube page, working on the book. Um, working on the um, on the merchandise, on the T-shirts. So, yeah, just keep me posted. Well, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm sorry. Um, and also, I'm going to start trying to do these, uh, like, these little podcasts. Um, uh, what is it? Advertisement. So, if you have anything that you want to, if you have a business or something that you want me to uh, shout out, uh, just let me know. Email me. Pindropdiscussions at gmail.com. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it. Love you guys. And have a good weekend. Peace. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Llegó la venta en Vuelve la Alegría de JCPenney. Completa tu lista de regalos y ahorra 25% extra con el cupón de esta semana. O ahorra hasta 80% en joyería fina con ofertas Redbow después del cupón. Visita Sephora dentro de JCPenney y encuentra las marcas de belleza y perfumes que les encantan. Y aprovecha y entrega tu auto. Juntos en celebración y paz. JCPenney. Ofertas válidas del 20 al 24 de diciembre. Aplican condiciones y exclusiones. Sephora se excluye de los cupones. Detalles en la tienda o jcp.com.